Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, you might have heard the ads uh, at some point where the uh, Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors uh, maintains that a majority of Albertans have at one time or another used a chiropractor, which may be true. Obviously, chiropractic exists outside the uh, traditional or conventional uh, medical system. And what kind of advice are chiropractors offering? What kind of services are they offering? What do people seek them out for? Is it just for back pain? Is it uh, a more general sense of wellness? I've had my own run-ins with the Chiropractic uh, Association uh, because of what I feel is a pretty irresponsible message from a number of their members when it comes to vaccines. That it's been pretty easy, at least uh, recently, I think they've started to clamp down on some of this, but it had been pretty easy uh, to find all kinds of uh, anti-vaccine messages and propaganda on the websites of chiropractors, licensed chiropractors in Alberta. Because you might be wondering, what would vaccines have to do with, with chiropractic? If you've got some, some back pain you're dealing with, um, that really doesn't relate at all to, to vaccines, does it? And that kind of gets to the crux of the matter here what it is that chiropractic claims to represent and whether it's something that, that regulators, regulators need to get a better handle on. There's a fascinating uh, feature piece this week in the Globe and Mail looking at that very question. The headline, Chiropractors at a Crossroads, the fight for... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder evidence-based treatment and a profession's reputation and it's that that struggle that's occurring internally within the industry between so-called vitalists uh, and those who, who want to get away from, from that kind of a message. Well, joining us to talk more about this issue is the uh, co-author of this piece and someone who's been writing about this uh, issue for some time. In fact, uh, co-authored a book on the subject. Uh, Paul Benedetti joins us, um, who is the uh, co-author of Spin Doctors, the chiropractic industry under examination, teaches journalism at the University of Western Ontario. Paul, so great to have you with us here. Thanks for making some time for us. Oh, thanks very much, Rob. Nice to be here. Uh, like I say, I mean, you've been writing about this issue for some time, but is, has it been only recently that, that we're seeing kind of a, a struggle, a, you know, a, a tug of war, if you will, within the industry over some of these issues? Uh, no, I would say that the basic schisms in chiropractic go back virtually to its beginnings, uh, but certainly through uh, most of the last three or four or five decades, this divide that you uh, pretty accurately described in your intro, 
uh, has been around for a long time. It's just constantly simmering under the surface, really. Right, because I think people... You know, who are not necessarily intimately familiar with all of this, sort of think of, of chiropractors as the ones who will, you know, help your back or help your posture, or that sort of thing. Uh, but there are those who believe that, that this speaks to, you know, our health in general, that, that our whole wellness, our well-being all kind of ties back into this, this issue of subla- uh, subluxations. I- explain this to us, if you can. Yeah, I can. So that's right. Uh, you're right, Rob. You know, in general, um, the chiropractic associations across Canada, and, there, and there's a Canadian one and then there are provincial ones, represent chiropractors to the public in their ads and TV commercials and online uh, advertisements as back specialists or back pain specialists. So what comes to mind is, you know, I injured myself on the golf course or I hurt myself picking up something heavy. I should go see a chiropractor. That's that's the sort of um, image that they tried to project as they wanted to become more mainstreamed into regulated health professional health professions area. But what chiropractic really is is a form, a separate form of uh, healthcare and wellness developed by a guy named D.D. Palmer. He's actually a Canadian guy, but he developed it in the U.S. in the 1800s, and it really. Um, spoke to a completely different paradigm of health, a completely different understanding of what health is and how the body works. And his theory was that all of health originates in the spine and that the spine must be aligned and in, in good alignment. And when you had these little misalignments, which he called subluxations, he made up the word, um, this would interfere with the transfer of nervous energy or what he called energy through the body and lead to ill health. That's that's actually what chiropractic is. You can look it up for yourself and read about it. The presentation of it as a kind of um, physiotherapist, massage therapist sort of profession, that's only a recent kind of public relations uh, attempt by the uh, profession. That's interesting. So you, you really can't have Cairo as it was intended without this sort of vitalism component to it that if you're you're marketing it as we can help with your back pain it's kind of cherry picking i guess yeah well you've really hit on what this friction is that we wrote about in our story and and what this divide is so here here's the current problem right um and and you you really nailed it in your intro around the issue of vaccination so most people are sitting at home scratching their heads thinking well what does my my good back doctor guy have to do with vaccines well, you can put the dot, you can link the dots together, right? If, if chiropractors believe that the body stays healthy by keeping the spine in alignment and making sure that energy flows through the body correctly and that the body heals itself, then there's certainly no need for immunization. It's logical. You just don't need immunization because a healthy spine is a healthy person. So the chiropractors who really adhere to the original D.D. Palmer philosophy of chiropractic really do believe it. And they, we have, Wayne and I collected dozens and dozens and dozens of online advertisements and Facebook posts and Twitter feeds with chiropractors telling parents not to get their kids immunized and not to get the flu shot. Why? Well, because all you have to do is bring your kid in, they'll align the spine with a few adjustments, and Bob's your uncle. How is all of this regulated? Uh, because, you know, as I said, I mean, Cairo exists outside of, of the healthcare system. I know a lot of insurance plans do cover chiropractic mm-hmm. treatment. They have their own, their own colleges and associations. So, so there mm-hmm. is some regulation. But how, do, how does it work in practice? Yeah, well, I'll outline it for you quickly. 
Um, and, and, and you're sort of half right. I don't mean to disagree with you, but it actually is part of the regulated health professions across Canada. And that was done really through legislative lobbying by the chiropractic associations through the early part of the 20th century. And we write about this in our book. And so while chiropractors were considered along with osteopaths and homeopaths and naturopaths as outside of the system at the turn of the century, they worked really hard politically lobbying to get the same status. And they achieved that. So in the 1990s, in Ontario, when they redid the Health uh, Regulation Act, chiropractors were brought in under the fold and given the title of regulated health professional. And that's very important because like doctors and dentists and physiotherapists, they are allowed to self-regulate. That means that they're a profession in which if you have a complaint, and you'll know this from your doctor, you go to the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons, right? You complain about your doctor. Similarly, chiropractors have a college of chiropractic, and if you have a complaint, you go to them. In other words, they control themselves. They are, they've been given the high standard of self-regulation. The problem we write about in the, in the article, and, it, and it, it exists across the country because uh, chiropractic is regulated provincially, not federally, is that if you have people who have these beliefs that we talked about at the top of the interview, then the complaints don't go anywhere. They go in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. So if you complain that a chiropractor is um, uh, posting anti-vaccination uh, ads and you complain to the college and the people sitting on the complaints committee also believe in vitalism and the benefits of chiropractic instead of immunization, then your complaint goes nowhere. And this is what we described in Ontario. Our, our piece reveals uh, through our investigation that a significant number of people who control chiropractic in Ontario hold the beliefs that you described at the beginning of the interview. And that means that complaining about them is virtually impossible to do. So where's the pushback coming from? Are there chiropractors then that, that want to get away from this? Yeah, well, I think we've, we've reached, uh, the, chi- the chiropractors have found themselves in, in a most interesting position. And I'll, I'll explain it to you briefly. Um, m- most Canadians may have had come in touch with a chiropractor, but only about 10 to 12, maybe 15% of Canadians use chiropractors. Uh, it's a little higher in Alberta, actually. You're one of the provinces that has one of the highest uses. I think it was up around 20% uh, about a year ago. And that means that you've got more and more chiropractors um, vying for the same number of patients, which puts the profession in quite an economic pinch. And also, you have chiropractors, unfortunately, as you pointed out, sidelined, marginalized to some extent by doctors and neurologists and orthopedic surgeons who don't really think they belong. So a faction within chiropractic have decided that they would really like to be more mainstream. And their effort is to only do evidence-based practice. That's what they call it, evidence-based practice. And that means that they will help you with your low back pain or your acute pain that you've got, uh, usually in the back, sometimes the neck, and only do the kind of um, manipulation or massage that evidence points to as beneficial. And this group really would like to reform the profession, but they're having a lot of trouble trying to move that dial uh, as we head into the 21st century. Well, do policymakers have a role to play? And I mean, does it fall to provincial governments, health regulators to to step in and, and play a role here? Yeah, well, I think, again, you know, you've, you've really asked the, the right question. What our piece found was that the the uh, college in Ontario, although they were good about things like overbilling or, you know, sexual problems, they were actually very good about regulating the profession that way. 
they weren't very good at regulating the problems that we've talked about, right? Claims that they could help with asthma, allergies, ADD, ADHD, pregnancy, infertility, impotence. All these claims have not really been dealt with by the college. And so uh, when people complain, you can take your complaint up one level to uh, something called HPARB, which is the provincial government's overseeing body. But the problem with HBARB was that they usually just rubber stamp the, de- the decision of, of the uh, college. So I think it is probably up to the Ministry of Health to ask the kind of questions, frankly, that you're asking. And in our piece, um, uh, well, one of your provincial uh, stars, Timothy Caulfield, you probably know him oh, from yeah. the University Very of Alberta. Well, yes. He's a yeah, terrific guy. He posed the question saying, maybe the regulators need regulating. Maybe it's time that somebody from the provincial government and the Ministry of Health did an examination of chiropractic in Ontario and probably across Canada to find out what is actually going on and to see what needs to be done for patient safety and, frankly, for for the, the financial safety of patients, too. If you're paying for the removal of subluxations, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, you're paying for the removal of nothing. Well, it's an interesting point because... I mean, is, is a subluxation something that, that you could point to? Could you take an x-ray of someone's spine and say, ah, there, there it is? No, uh, no, that, you can't. So this has been one of the uh, very difficult things for chiropractors in the last 100 years. The subluxation is an entity that they have proposed as a problem for disease or pain, but it's never had evidentiary proof. So here's something to think about. Your audience can think about this. No other health professional that's regulated not doctors, not orthopedic surgeons, not neurologists, will uh, say they know what a subluxation is. There is no such thing as a subluxation outside of chiropractic, as they describe it. So you've really got kind of a, what, what Wayne and I call a sort of elephant in the room problem. If chiropractors say that your kid or your baby needs to have the subluxations removed, and so you have to come and get treatment, what is really going on there? And that's the question we thought that regulators should begin to take a hard look at. Yeah, well, these are some important issues. Uh, again, folks who read your piece, it's up at theglobeandmail.com uh, in the book, Spin Doctors, the Chiropractic Industry Under Examination. Paul, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. My pleasure. Thank you very much. All the best to you. Uh, Paul Benedetti from uh, University of Western Ontario, along with uh, Wayne McPhail, author of the book, Spin Doctors, and co-opted this piece uh, for the Globe and Mail. You know, kind of where the industry's at, uh, as you got some who are pushing back against this vitalism approach in trying to be more specific and evidence-based in what they're offering. Uh, and, and it seems as though it's, it's a struggle that needs to occur. Uh, it needs to occur in public view. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.